Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mixed Martial Arts. Mixed Martial Arts. M-M-A stands for Mixed Martial Arts. Yeah! It does. It does indeed. Mixed Martial Arts just continues on. Events all the time. UFC back again tomorrow. UFC Vegas 43, and then they're off for Thanksgiving break. Main event tomorrow, Misha, Misha Tate versus Ketlin Vieta. Some really interesting fights in this card, and we'll talk all about it right here on the live UFC Vegas 43 preview show here on MAFighting.com. Apologies for the delay, a couple of technical difficulties, but we are here and we are scheduled to be joined by a very special guest later on as well. So stay tuned for that. I am Mike Heck, E. Casey Lydon on the ones and twos. Got the Houston tea on. Yeah. Houston Muay Thai, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, Houston Muay Thai. Nice. It, was, it was a gift from, um, I forgot his last name, but uh, Bob. The uh, striking coach for Derek Lewis. You've seen Bob the Perez? And Bob, Bob Perez, that's it, yeah. So um, he gifted me this a while back. So I was like, oh. And when he gave it to me, he was like, oh, this is pretty small. So I had to slim down. So now it fits all, fits all snug now. I like it. There you go. So we are scheduled to be joined uh, in a matter of moments, I believe, probably in the next five or so minutes by Andrea KGB Lee coming off her big win over Cynthia Calvillo. Just a ferocious performance, second consecutive finish for her. So she will join us to talk about that victory, what could be next, um, and we'll have her break down the main event between Misha Tate and Caitlin Vieira and then even a, a big fight in her division between Joanne Wood and Tyler Santos as well. Uh, so we'll get to the main event in a little bit. I know that's the marquee, but before Andrea gets here, let's talk about the co-main event because this is a very interesting Oof. fight. This is uh, a fight a lot of people are excited about. Michael Chiesa looking to get back on track after the loss to Vicente Luque, and he's got a tall order in front of him in the undefeated Sean Brady, who is 14-0. and 0. He's been waiting for this, for this step up in competition, waiting for a top 15 guy, waiting for a big opportunity. He was scheduled to fight Kevin Lee. He had to fall, he had to fall out of that fight, withdraw because he had a nasty 
staph infection, dealing mm-hmm. with some some just nasty stuff. You guys saw the photos if you checked it out on the website. But D-Rod stepped in for that. Now Sean Brady gets Michael Chiesa in a big spot here. So your thoughts on this matchup, man. This is the classic UFC vet versus the guy looking to make that next step. First of all, I absolutely love this matchup. I loved Sean Brady versus Kevin Lee. Um, I love this matchup just even more, maybe actually. Um, yeah, uh, this is a this is a big fight for both of them. Um, for Michael Chiesa, to me, for Michael Chiesa especially, um, I I want to I want to say Michael Chiesa is a future title contender, and losing to Luke. That's fine. You lost, you lost to another great fighter. And I thought Michael Chiesa w- was that guy that can f- fight for the title after um, he beat uh, No Magny. And No Magny's kind of that like, I'm a gatekeeper to kind of like that top five kind of that kind of top five area. Chiesa's not there yet, so they put him against someone like Sean Brady. And Sean Brady so far looks amazing. And it's a bit of a mystery how much he, how much uh, he's going to be with the injury that's going to affect him or not. But I'm going to go ahead and assume this is the best Sean Brady we're ever going to we've ever seen. So this is a super exciting fight. I love it. I I really like this. Is what this is a this is what co-main events for fight night should be. Just an excellent and just a, just a great matchup with a lot of high stakes. Not necessarily the guys fighting for the title next, but whoever wins this fight, especially if Brady looks good. We're going to be going, oh, crap, man. You know, watch out, Usman, in a couple of years. You know, you got, you got Sean Brady on your tail. What's always interesting about Sean, about Michael Chiesa in general is every time you, – you never understand how big he is until he, like, does the face-offs oh, after yeah. the weigh-ins because Brady's a big guy. Brady's a big welterweight, and Chiesa's bigger than him. Like, even, like, the height-wise, it was it – was, it was, it's – easy to see how much bigger Michael Chiesa is than Sean Brady. It's always shocking. And then you think about like two, two and a half years ago, Michael Chiesa was fighting at 155 pounds. It's just insane. How that man weighed 155, how he makes 170 is insane. But him making 155 is unbelievable. This is a really good fight. I, I like the matchmaking here a lot. Kudos to Chiesa because he's in a position where he could easily have just said, nah, I'm not going to fight an up and comer. Yeah. I'll wait for somebody a little bit bigger. Um, he could have even thrown his name into the Shemaev sweepstakes. That's obviously a bigger fight, but he's here fighting a guy like Sean Brady. So I think he gets a lot of credit here. Uh, th- th- what are your yeah, thoughts on the th- actual? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You know, thank, uh, th- no, thank you for mentioning that. I kind of, I kind of totally forgot about that. Um, f- even Kiesa taking fights like this, it, being a matchmaker at the high level sucks, honestly, because like, because I get it. Kiesa, like, like I, can't, I said before. Oh, Sean Brady looks great, man. He's gonna be fighting for the title in a couple of years. If Kiesa looks great and defeats Sean Brady, we're gonna be Kiesa's kind of just okay. Well, you're still a good welterweight, but are you good enough to be Usman? We don't. Nothing's nothing's gonna happen tomorrow night that's gonna kind of give us that um, impression. But that's what that's why that's why fans like Michael Kiesa. This he's taking a big risk going out there fighting a prospect with just doesn't have doesn't have the name value yet and um us you know us nerds mma nerds we know sean brady is we're excited about it but for the most part of course no, no one knows who sean brady is so uh yeah credits yeah i j- just want to give a special a lot of kudos to michael yes for taking a a chance and um fighting a really hungry up-and-comer yeah kiss is just such a one of the good these are two very good guys like very yeah. good very good dudes in the sport very nice very giving with their time just just good solid dudes and you saw at the face off they were very friendly laughs and smiles and goofing around and that's what the sport's all about right now casey minus 165 
for Sean Brady, the favorite. Ooh. Plus 145 comeback on Michael Chiesa. Are you surprised by this, or do you think this is lined correctly? Um, Hype sells. So, yeah, um, um, uh, he has a lot of hype on him right now. So I, I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, I'm probably I haven't made my pick yet, but I, I if you tell me Sean, you want you think Sean Brady's going to win, I'm not going to go. You're crazy. So yeah, that's a fine line. That makes sense. Um, and you know, you're only as good as your last fight. And for you know, Kiesa, unfortunately, it was Luke. But we have a guest. She's um, here. Should we bring her in? She's here. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. All right, here. Let's bring her in. Production 101. Andrea Lee is joining us. How are you? (laughs) Can you? Not in the Jeep. Um, I'm still having trouble hearing you guys. Oh, can you? you, I hear you. you. Um, Yeah, it still sounds kind of robotic a little bit for whatever reason. All right, Mike, you maybe can (laughs) you? Yeah. Any any better? Still staticky. Okay. Hmm. What is this? You sound. Oh, you sound beautiful. Great. <laughs> Tremendous. Perfect. Um, really? Beauty of live streaming. Yeah, we hear you perfectly. Um, oh, there you go. Yes. Everything's coming through now. You can hear us now. I can hear you now. All right, we're good. It's it's yes. cross our fingers. Thank goodness. Yeah. All right. It's like it always does this. I don't know why. Sorry, my <laughs> hair is messed. This. No, you just gotta make from training. That's what you, right. you, you got your jujitsu training hair. That's great. I like it. I'm actually, I'm still trying to take my braids down. I still have some like oh. <laughs> trouble getting it out. How long? How long does it take to take, take those braids out? Like, does it, does it hurt your scalp? I, I talked to a lot of female fighters. They said it just afterwards, like their scalp is just like in pain after kind of the the tight braids. Well, I always try to do as simple as I can. But I allowed her to add some little tiny braids in here, and those did hurt, but it loosened up. I've been sleeping in them for, you know, <laughs> watching, since the fight anyway, since <laughs> Friday. Um, but they are a little uncomfortable, and I'm, I'm ready to get them out, but it's just all tangly. <laughs> and I look it like a poodle the- right now. Hold <laughs> <laughs> like, it back. The life of a fighter. Poodle. well thank you for joining us andrea much appreciated congratulations on the victory over cynthia calvillo how does it all feel six days after the fact we're here celebrating victory you're back in the gym getting the the hair unbraided still at this point so how does it all feel six days later it feels great uh i'm really satisfied with my performance i'm satisfied with the win and you know fighting cynthia was you know it was an honor and i really like cynthia and i think she's an incredible fighter but i'm I'm very happy that i walked away with my hand raised yeah and we kind of noticed that we spoke after the shevchenko fight you just <clears> felt <throat> in a in a in such a great place heading into that fight you felt like you're in the best place physically mentally a, a lot of things you've been through in the past further and further behind you and i feel like that continues to be pushed further and further behind you. It's making you a, little, a lot more free in there. You seem like you're having a lot more fun in there. Did you feel yeah. even better this time around heading into this fight compared to the Shevchenko fight? I did. Um, I feel like it, sh- it just, it's like I'm continually like progressing and I feel like I'm transcending and becoming myself, my old self again. And I'm just feeling more and more confident. And I feel that going into these fights and you know it's it's a good feeling i 
not feeling as doubtful anymore as I was in the last couple fights. Well, you know, we, we, we all, go ahead, Casey. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a little backstory. Um, so I, you've seen lots, I know you've met lots of people, Andrew, but I was actually at your first Invicta fight in uh, Iowa. Um, we oh, fought, um, Sh- Shannon wow. Sin, or I think, yeah. So I was at your, I was at your first couple of Invicta fights. So, um, I'm, 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 I've been a fan and I'm very excited to see you, um, just go up, move up the ranks. Like I said, like I've talked yeah. to lots of people about, you know, the early, especially early Invicta. And I like, there was, there were certain women that when you saw a fight, I was like, Ooh, that lady's going to be a star. And I will say, I'm not trying to kiss your butt or anything, but it's like, when I saw you <laughs> fight, I'm like, okay, this lady, she's good. She's good. So it's very exciting. And I thought your performance against Cynthia two weeks ago now, two weeks, one week, one week ago. Well, that's if, so sad. Uh, <laughs> okay. They all blend together now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was a fantastic performance. So it's it super exciting to see kind of you just um, feel good about yourself and uh, get back on your winning ways. Cause I thought that was, um, that was the Andrew Lee that, I saw when you first kind of kind of showed up in Invicta. So, um, congrats. Yeah. Hey, that that's the point, and that's who I'm trying to get mm-hmm. back to. You know, just trying to finish fights. You know, start aggressively and and put a show on for everyone. But get, you know, get the. I'm really looking to finishing the fights instead of just winning the fight. I know you've been searching for those finishes for a while. Every time we speak before a UFC fight, you're like, I want that first finish. I want that first finish. And now you got a couple in a row here. It's got to feel pretty good now, like a more familiar feeling, right? Exactly. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to keep that, uh, you know, I want to keep that going. If you notice, it's like I won, I won three UFC fights by decision in a row. Then I lost three in a row and now I have two finishes in a row. So I'm going to try to keep, keep that going there you go of course a lot of talk about how the fight ended because it ended in the corner and cynthia and her team decided that enough was enough and it turns out that she broke her orbital in the first round some she showed some some photos on instagram just nasty and it's it's funny how this sport works sometimes andrea because i think a lot of us everybody in here in these these windows right here are all in agreement like good call it's 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 good when the coaches make that decision and the fighter has the wherewithal to make that decision and of course there's other fans out there feel like you know it's gutless there's no heart there you're scared all that stuff you quit quitter all that stuff it's just absolutely ridiculous so have you talked to cynthia at all like even just like an instagram dm anything like that and and what are your thoughts on the reaction to how the fight ended on saturday no i haven't talked to cynthia yet I'm wanting to I actually I saw her post and I wanted to comment but then I, I thought mm, I don't know if I should I don't know if that would be appropriate or not because I do care about Cynthia and I want to you know I want to wish her the best and I want to say something but I'm trying to I guess find the right words I don't want to I don't want to post I don't want to like send something that sounds cliche you know um but now the second question you said how, what was it about the fight just the reaction to, oh, you know, yes. the reaction to people had for, for Cynthia. Cause a lot of like all three of us are like, cool. That was cool. It's nice yeah. in the sport once in a while when the, the, the fighter and the coaches had the wherewithal to make a decision saying like enough's enough, no mas, we're done. And then other people are like, no, they're quitting. Like you're a quitter and all that stuff. It's just kind of ridiculous. So just kind of your overall thoughts on how it ended in the reaction to it. Yeah. Honestly, I think that, I think that her coaches and I think herself, you know, did the right thing they made the right decision especially like she could you can you know 
your body talks to you and you need to listen to it. A lot of people are just stubborn and they don't listen to their bodies and they can't, uh, they end up getting more injured and you know, that you're facing more issues down the road. Uh, for her, she knew that her head was hurting. I remember the ref came over, he said, she, her head's hurting. You know, she knew something was wrong. And to continue to fight, you're just going to make it worse. And then that also means you're going to be out of the fight much longer than you would need to be. Um, as far as fans talking about her being a quitter, um, those are people that would never even step foot in the cage. They would never even get it, give it a chance, you know? So... They don't know what it's like to be inside that octagon. And I think that she made the right decision for herself, for her help. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she did, you know. Not because I need well to said. get my hand raised, but, <laughs> but because, <laughs> you know, it's for her help. I mean, you know, it was a smart decision. <laughs> yes. Well said. And but before we start talking about some of the things that are going down tomorrow, I do want to ask you this. I already know if like if how I present it, how you're going to answer it. If I say like, what do you want next? You're going to say somebody in the top five, whoever the UFC wants to give me, you're a company gal as you should be. But I, I'm going to throw this out there because luckily I'm in a position where I see how the fans are thinking because we host a matchmaking show on the site the day after these events, you are obviously a very popular pick from the listeners and overwhelmingly andrea the fight people want to see for you is a rematch with lauren murphy not a lot of closure there people thought it was a very controversial decision in terms of the judging in houston left a, a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. people always go back and, and think about that fight but everyone feels like her coming off the loss to valentina you coming off the streak now is the time to run this thing back and let's get some closure on that what are your thoughts on maybe running it back with lauren murphy is that something that kind of sticks out to you that makes sense to you right now i you know i think it would be great i really don't have a problem with that uh i i don't know if that's something that you know the ufc or the matchmakers you know will want but i'm more than open you know for that i think that that would would be great you know of course i want to go back and get a rematch and redeem myself you know who doesn't so if that was something that uh presented itself yeah i would take it and i really like uh lauren murphy a lot and i you know had a lot of fun in our last fight i think that it would be great to do it again i like it and then last thing i do one of the things that like when you were winning three in a row and you fought joanne calderwood who's actually fighting tomorrow every question was about the title valentina the title the title the title and you admitted that it was a little bit of, of extra pressure on you that all the title talk it kind of got to you a little bit now you're getting it again. Two finishes in a row. Valentina's kind of running out of opponents at this point. We're almost at that point again. Are you like, are you prepared for all the title questions? Are you prepared to, do you feel like you'll handle it a lot different this time around? I think I'll handle it a lot better this time around. Um, I think I was not focusing on the task at hand when they were asking me all those questions because I was allowing it to get me all, I guess nervous you know or razzled or whatever and uh, I let it I let it kind of affect me a little bit you know I let the pressure of all of that like affect me I think this time around I can handle it a lot differently yeah it doesn't seem like you're in a rush you're having fun you're winning the road mm -hmm. to the title is almost as fun as winning the title in some people's eyes so speaking of oh, a yeah. fighter who's very close to a title Misha Tate who has come back 
could be in line for a title shot if she beats Ketlin wow. Vieira in the main event tomorrow. Very interesting fight. She's coming back after the long layoff, the win over Marion Renault. Caitlin Vieira is a, is a very tough out for anybody. So your thoughts on, on Misha's return, her performance against Renault, and just your thoughts on the fight tomorrow, Andrea. Um, you know, Misha Tate's looking really good. Her her body, everything is has, is so hard, and, you know, her wrestling is really good. I do feel like her, her striking's not as great as her wrestling. Um... But she's just a really, really tough fighter, you know, and she's well-rounded. So um, it's, it's hard to say. I think she still has her hands full, though, with this, this upcoming opponent. I do. I, I agree with you on that. Casey, your thoughts. I mean, here's, here's my, my just quick ready-here synopsis, all right, for the, for, for in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. If this fight was three rounds and someone gave me $20 and said, who are you putting the $20 on? I would put on Caitlin Vieira. However, the yeah. fact that this is five rounds makes this fight a lot more interesting because Misha Tate is a is a grinder. She's a workhorse, and I think she thrives in situations like this, especially when she's on her A game, which it seems to be in that position case. So do you think the five <laughs> rounds favors Misha Tate here a lot more than it favors Caitlin Vieira? What are your thoughts overall on the matchup and, and this piece of business that's going to close the show tomorrow? Yeah, I pretty much agree with you, what you said, Mike. Um, I, it's like... I, Vieira's she's kind of a bit of an, an anomaly to me in the sense that I know she's a good fighter. I know I believe she's a top ten bantamweight, but like I, I just kind of don't remember her fights. It's just, she kind of it's unfortunate she kind of fights in a way just doesn't that doesn't inspire me as a fan. But I know she's good. But Mishite has something different. There's, there's something that when Mishite fights, you 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 she fights with so much emotion and just and just energy. You're just you're just you just want to watch her fight and. And I think these five round main event fights for Misha is just a perfect place for just that 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 grittiness that Misha Tate has. And I believe that I think with her her new I mean, she seems to be just physically just in great shape, mentally in a great place. And I really think that this is just a a really good fight for Misha to take right now against a very high ranked opponent. And um yeah, and I think five rounds in the small cage. And her, I think over, I think in her, her superior MMA wrestling, I think will lead her to victory. I think it's gonna be a close fight. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be necessarily like a barn burner fight, but for Misha, I think she, I think she has the skill set and experience to um, definitely win a a, a strong um, unanimous decision. Sort of the devil's advocate side, Andrea, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I feel like Caitlin, Caitlin Vieira has very little pressure on her, if any. I feel like all the pressure's on Misha Tate here. She's talking about the belt. She's talking about Amanda Nunes. She, Misha's kind of putting all this pressure on herself, and maybe that's what she wants, right? She wants to put that pressure on herself. But for Caitlin Vieira, she's kind of cruising into this fight. Not a lot of people are talking about her. She's the favorite, but a lot of people view her as the underdog because she's not as big of a name as Misha. So I feel like she has like very little pressure on her. She's playing with house money here heading into tomorrow. Do you agree with that? Do you feel like all the pressures on Misha here and not a ton on Vieira and that could benefit her? I think most definitely. And could you, could you tell me who Vieira fought last? Uh, Yana Kunitskaya. She had a, she lost by decision. I don't, do you remember the fight in particular, Mike? I know, I, was she kind of, was it, was it kind of just a fight? I guess. The Yana well, well, Catlin won the first round. Yana won the last two of memory serves it correctly. Uh, she beat Sajara. <laughs> And then before that, she she had beat 
Ashley Evan Smith. She beat Sarah McMahon. She beat Kat Zingano. But then the Irene Aldana knockout when she got yeah. knocked out by Irene Aldana. That was the one oh, that kind of okay. like turned everything yeah. around. I remember that. Um, well, yeah, I definitely agree with that about, you know, Misha Tate having to heart, like bear all of the, the pressure. Cause I mean, she, she has come back, you know, she's had one fight so far. Um, she took, what was it? Three years off. How many years? Uh, a, good, a good amount. Almost five, yeah. yeah. It was a while. It was a, it was a good amount. And then her yeah. first return, I mean, the, the fight against uh, Marianne, I mean, I wasn't super impressed. You know, I mean, she came back and she won and, and she looked all right. But I wasn't super impressed. But that that's also, you know, a little bit of ring rust, you know, and uh, shaking off cobwebs. Um, I think definitely all the pressure is on Misha Tate. And the other one, and Vieira is fine on the radar. But I do think that Misha Tate can win this. Like you said, I think that she could win a, a decision over that or she could submit uh, Vieira. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting fight. Obviously, a lot on the line here. Casey, official pick. Who wins? Misha Tate, four rounds to one. I'll go Tate three to two, but I'm, I have to. I have to say I'm not overly confident here. I'm yeah, not overly I, I, confident. I'm being, I'm being very positive, Amisha Tate. I, I really, I, I feel like her because they're so long ago. Her loss, her last two losses before she retired, I think it was to Raquel Pennington and um, obviously Amanda Nunes when she lost the title to. I just don't think that was the Misha. That, that wasn't Misha Tate in there. That was that was. That was someone else. She had, I remember for the for the uh, the Nunes fight, she had a horrible weight cut. She almost didn't even make the fight, and it showed. And you know, Amanda Nunes became you know that was Amanda Nunes became Amanda Nunes that night. And um, I I think I think I th- I'm I'm being very positive. I think we have the old Misha Tate that that beat Holly Holm. You know that Misha Tate. I think we have, I think we have the best version of her. So that's why I'm picking her. But that's a lot of you know positive thinking. Yeah, I got to think. Decision. Oh, oh, go ahead, Andrea. Go ahead. No, I was just—I was just saying—I got a split decision for Misha Tate, so I mean, I'm—I'm oh. there with you, with y'all on that. So split decision. You know what? It, that, that's probably what's going to happen. It's probably going to be a split decision. <laughs> I see. I yeah. see. I see. Ketlin winning the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. The third round is going to be like the swing round. Where we're all going to be debating it, and I think Tate <laughs> takes over in four and five. I think skill for skill, at least from what we've seen. I mean, the sample size for Misha 2.0 is a little different. I think skill for skill, Vieira is better than her in most places. However, I just don't know if she has the tank for 25 minutes. That's what worries me. How far can that tank get her? Can she win three rounds and cruise the last two? That's the question I have. Can she go to four and five? That's another big question I have. Misha can. We've seen Misha do incredible things in that fifth round. Just ask Holly Holm what happens in a fifth round with Misha Tate. Crazy things can happen. So. Interesting fight. I lean Tate slightly just because it's 25 minutes. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, One other fight I wanted to ask. (laughs) That's what it's all about. One other fight I did want to ask you about, Andrea. Obviously, it's in your division. It's a fight you're going to probably be paying attention to very closely. Joanne Calderwood and now Joanne Wood taking on Tyler Santos. Big one at 125. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Of course, Joanne was supposed to fight Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso had a withdraw. Tyler Santos, who's been on a roll, she slides in there. What are your thoughts on this fight? Mm, they're both really good strikers, so it's going to be it's a tough one. Um, but I think uh, Tyler Santos, she's, she's, she out uh, grappled Roxanne, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, like, so her, her, her striking, wrestling, and grappling game are, are – 
really are really good. So I feel like, I don't know. Um, uh, it's kind of tough. I mean, I, I think that they both uh, have their hands full with each other. Um, but I kind of got Tyla, I think. But I really, you know, I don't know. I'd like to see JoJo get her shot, you know, at Valentina. I'd like to see how that goes. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Tyla. I think Tyla might might etch out that win. Are you a JoJo Tyla's fan, even though she's your, she was your opponent once? I, you know, it's I am a JoJo fan. Yeah. I really am. <laughs> when I first watched her fight uh, in Invicta at 115, like, I, I, you know, I became a fan of hers. Like, she, her, the way she mixed her striking up, you know, her, her knees, her elbows. And then I also loved her accent, you know. Yeah. Remember, and, and remember in Victor, she used to fight she used to fight in that little she used to fight in that little kilt too it was the, it was the greatest yeah. yeah yeah i don't know like i, I just I, I love that i like yeah. her character you know i mean and i'm still a fan so i oh. lost to jojo you know but maybe i'll get to redeem myself with that one too <laughs> hey the, the andrea lee rematch tour i like this uh yeah i'm kind of I'm kind of on the Santos train right now too. I think the loss to Mara Mara Barella was kind of uh, anomaly, unicornish. Yeah. I, I just feel like she was just kind of off that night. Maybe it was the jitters of your first UFC fight, but I mean, you see when she's done lately, she's been completely dominant in her next three fights. Uh, yeah. You know, beating Roxy, beating Jillian Robertson. She's she's on fire right now. I feel like the way she mixes up her striking, the way she can go to her wrestling, the way she can control people once she gets on top, she's very strong up top. And once you get taken down and put on your back, it's very difficult to get back up. So yeah. I feel like Santos can do it, but man, Joanne Wood is is tough. She's a dog, man. She's a dog. She's going to make this thing interesting. But I'm leaning Tyler Santos as well. Your thoughts, Casey? Yeah, be a fun fight. Yeah, um, like I'm a fan of JoJo. I think everyone's a fan of JoJo. But um, just from the grappling standpoint, Santos is just right now. She seems just like a beast. Her she seems to be making weight very easily. Uh, well, not I assume easily, and um, and she's just she's showing up at her best. And it's it's the, her grappling is just superior. Unfortunately for unfortunately for JoJo, and I think in that small cage, um, she's gonna be able to back JoJo up, put her back inside cage, grab her legs, take her down, and win a uh, dominant decision. And again, like we were talking about earlier with Michael Chiesa taking the Sean Brady fight, kudos to Joanne Wood for taking this fight because she's supposed to fight Alexa Grasso, totally different stylistic matchup. Very much different, yeah. Grasso has to pull mm -hmm. out, and then you, you bring in this monster in Tyler Santos who's 18-1, and one, who's just on a tear right now, and JoJo's like, okay, I'll fight her. Mm -hmm. A week after my wedding or two <laughs> weeks after my wedding, I'll fight her. Sure, let's go. It's just... Good on her. Kudos and uh, should be a fun one. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Vacations can be tricky. 
You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's go to the peeps, Casey. Let's see, what's, let's see what the peeps have to say. Yeah, I got some questions lined up for us. All right, one moment. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, that's way too small. Hold on. Doop, doop, doop. Ah, we got a a question for Andrea. <laughs> Andrea, how how do I take care of split ends after wearing a ponytail for too long? That's funny. I don't know. I think <laughs> go to the barber and get get them trimmed off. That's kind of awesome. I don't have to deal with that anymore. Thank God. All right. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, a lot of questions about your hair or comments. <laughs> cool oh, yeah, as yeah. f <laughs> hair. See, I, I know you're right a little down. Is this like, is this current? I mean, like, is this like in real time? It's right now. Yeah, yeah. These are this comments. Real time. Yeah. So they're commenting on my hair right now? Yeah, yeah. Right well, now. It, it comment came a few minutes ago, but yeah, yeah. Huh. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is my workout hair. This is my, this is my after the fight hair. I mean, it's really quite a mess. This is, it's a mess. See that? But I still got these little braids right here. I'm still trying to get the side, these side braids out over here. It's just taking me some time. <laughs> Here's the I look like a wet poodle. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, here we go. This I think this is a pretty big question. Uh, where, where I lost the question. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, oh yeah, talk about this. Uh, what is one fight that is going under the radar this week outside of Misha and Caitlin that should be getting love, but it's not getting love? Um, I mean, you know where I'm going with this, Casey, but I'll let you go first. I'm, I mean, this is, it's just stick to the ladies. I'm super excited for, uh, Loma. I can't say her last name, but Loma versus Loopy. And, um, I just think they're two exciting atom weights, basically fighting at straw weight. And, uh, I think they're exciting strikers. Um, does it have you no know, title relevance? No, but I think just as an exciting prelim fight, um, yeah, I'm just super excited for that fight. I think it's going to be a very good high action fight. And of course, you know, Adrian Giannis. <laughs> yes, that's that's the answer. Yeah, that's Going the answer, to Houston. Answer, yeah. Yeah. Adrian Giannis, Davy Grant is is the fight. That's why it's opening up the main mm-hmm. card. I love it. Uh, I will give some love to Pat Sabatini and Tucker Lutz, though. I think that's a really good fight. I think that's probably the the closest fight on paper, in my opinion, on this entire card, because both guys are not necessarily like green, but they're getting they're They're both improving at the same rate. And I feel like lots is lots is just getting better and better. 
And Sabatini is kind of a tricky trickster. He's always got tricks up his sleeve and can pull out some craziness. Like even strikes you haven't seen him do. His submission game is really good. And Tucker Lutz is just a dog down the stretch. So that should be a really fun fight. So I'll go with those two. Andrea, any any of these fights tomorrow like stick out to you that you're just like, oh, I can't wait to watch this one tomorrow. Unfortunately, no, I don't know the entire lineup. Um, you know, I just know the ones that we just recently talked mm-hmm. about. And those are, you know, Misha Tate and, and that's Misha Tate's tomorrow. I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See, there that's the only one that I really know about. Because <laughs> we're talking about there we go. It. It's the main event. It's All good. Event. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just. All good. I forget what day it is, you know. Like, <laughs> As we all do. Friday, <laughs> I know there was, there was so many cards. I, th- I, th- I was like, "When was your fight?" I was like, "Oh, last Saturday." Yeah, geez. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, it was two weeks ago. It was, it was <laughs> like five days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." And I, I don't, I don't even get punched for a living, and I'm forgetting things. So you're, gonna, you're doing great. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so just a couple, of, um, just comments. So I like watching while on a zoom meeting. All right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Just you know, working from home and yeah, just watching. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you Don't. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get in trouble, Maxim. Don't get fired. Uh, Jessica. Hello friends. And uh, you look great. Face punching. Woo. I don't know. Yeah. She must be talking about you. You ain't talking about yeah. me. Uh, Jessica rocking the crystal crew. Face uh, punching. Woo. <laughs> this is. And yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like. Let me tell you, you got in a fight and you look great. Like I, like I was training earlier today. Training earlier today, and my face is all like just bruised up from my own gloves hitting me. And like you got in a straight up fist fight in a cage. So like you're. I got lucky. I didn't really. I don't. I don't know how I didn't bruise, but I didn't. I had like this little spot like right here on. But I mean it. it I really don't know how I didn't get a black eye. I mean, because she cracked me. There was a couple of them that she did crack me, you know, and I felt it. And, and she bloodied my nose. So I was really surprised that I didn't get a black eye for this fight. <laughs> and I was like, whatever skin cream I'm using must be working. <laughs> uh even if Misha ekes out a decision, well, this is a good question. Does yeah. she get a title shot or does she need a finish? What do you think about that, Casey? Do you think any win is enough to get her a title shot? I think so, honestly. I think so. I think I think Misha Tate's name, being a former champion, and just just with uh, Vieira's ranking, as long as Tate gets that W, I think that's all that matters. Um, and this is all. And this is also. I'm assuming um, Amanda Nunes beats Julia Pena. If Julia Pena beats Amanda Nunes, then things change up. Who knows? I'm not sure. Um, I do a rematch. Who knows? But. Assuming Nunez wins and Misha, as long as she gets that W, I think if Misha wants it, it's hers for the taking. Honestly, if she gets. I think her name value is enough, and I think with the women's bantamweight division and no one on a true, no one's really on a win streak. Everyone, everyone kind of just keeps losing to each other. There's no kind of surging, anyone. There's no surging prospect at 135 for the ladies right now. Yeah, I think Misha's. I think Misha. This is. This, that's why it's such a big fight for her. I think it's such a big fight. Mm-hmm. I think any win gets her a title shot, uh, especially if Amanda wins. And the re- the biggest reason why is on top of what you just said, Casey. We don't know how much longer Amanda's going to do this for. Yeah, 
Like, we might get two, three more fights out of her. Like, what else does she need to prove in this sport? I mean, maybe she wants to keep going for five years. I don't really see that. So, at this point, like, if you're going to do this sort of quasi Amanda Nunes farewell tour, you want to give her the biggest fights possible. And with what is available, it's Misha Tate, it's Valentina Shevchenko, and if you could somehow get Kayla Harrison on board, I don't think it's going to happen. But if somehow you could get her in there, that's three. But yeah, and and I would say doubtful on Harrison. So you got to make Tate happen before she calls it a career. Get that rematch in there. It's the biggest fight you can make at 135 right now outside of Valentina mm-hmm. Shevchenko. And I have a feeling they'll make that fight at some point too. So I would say any win gets Tate a title shot as long as Nunes beats Juliana Pena. What do you think? What do you think, Andrea? Any win gets her a title fight? Yeah, I feel like it. I think that's just the fight that everybody wants to see. You know, like you said, Amanda Nunes has already she's she's running out of people to fight, and Misha Tate coming back that's that's the fight to make. I think. And 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 I think there's a good easy storyline to sell because I mean, I don't know if you remember UFC 200. Misha looked. I mean, she she all she came in. I think they had to be in there by 11 o'clock. She like walked in the door like at ten fifty nine. She was so close to not even even making the scale, and she just had the worst weight cut. And I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it, Misha Tate at one hundred percent, you know, beats Amanda Nunes. But I really believe the fight that we saw at UFC two hundred wasn't. That was like the worst Misha Tate and the best Amanda Nunes. So um, I, I there's I, I still think it's a very competitive match um, if Misha Tate wins. Um, and I mean. Way, the way Misha, I mean, the way Amanda Nunes does lose, if if she gets put on her back, she does lose fights. She's she lost in Invicta. She got um, she lost to Alexis Davis. Um, Katzengano put her on her back and finished her. So Misha Tate is the is she has the right skill set to be Amanda Nunes. Will she? I don't know. But that, that, to me, like it's it's an easy sell. <laughs> I think so. I'm with you <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. Uh, do Oh, yeah. Take like one or two more. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Sh- wait, is someone that is KGB doing calendars anymore? Does that make is, is that? I, I am, yeah. I still have oh. calendars available too <laughs> oh. on my website. Oh, <laughs> what is that? A calendar? What? Yeah, I do calendars. Me and my friend Andy, we, we do oh. calendars, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. you, you, you can order one at. Andrea Lee MMA.com. There you go. Um, there you go. Let me get one more question. Um, oh, this might be for you, Mike. <laughs> uh, is Adrian Yanez a future title challenger? He has so many skills. He's still very young. If he beats Grant, I'd like to see him fight a ranked opponent next. I think it's a little early to say future title challenger, but if we're just going on pure potential, I mean, would it shock me if Adrian Yanez fought for a title? No. The guy has dynamite in his hands. He's a tremendous boxer. He's got some good wins on his record. The one thing that kind of like slows that is that he's just in the division that he's in. Bantamweight is so deep and so strong and so talented. And there's some exciting fights to look at in the future. Like, can you imagine Adrian Yanez in two years against Rob Font? I mean, good Lord. The boxing we'd see in a fight like that, like those two guys trading jabs, I mean, what a dream that would be to watch. Him versus Piotr Jan, like, in a couple of years. Him versus Sterling. Dillashaw. I mean, just think of the matchups. Like, two more, two more, three more years of development for Adrian Yanez with the skill set he has now. 
I mean, there's there's big time potential for this kid. So I'm not ready to pull the trigger on saying he's definitely a title challenger, but ceiling wise, would not surprise me if we see Adrian Yanez in a title fight. Outside of your own weight class, what's your what's your favorite weight class to watch in MMA, Miss Lee? Or do you have a favorite? Um, oh man, you know that's a tough one. I, I, the the bantamweight to um, the Benham White division is is great with the men's because I mean there it's just it's full like you said it's fully stacked and I mean there are so many incredible like, MMA fighters in that in that division and my boyfriend too you know Tony he's in that division he's a 135er um, and then of course I'd say the like the Poirier's division lightweight yeah mm-hmm. I I enjoy that division a lot too. We have a little yes. debate in on our in, in our staff like between the greatest divisions. I'm I'm strictly like men's bantamweight is the best. If the other people are like no no lightweight's the best. So I'm, I'm interested, but you pick both. So no, I pick no, both. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the debate continues. <laughs> the debate continues. All right, last question. Last question. Um, All right, non-fight related, but MMA related. Uh, which of the mixed martial arts works your cardio the hardest in the training room, Andrea? Man, I would have to say probably Muay Thai. You know, anything that involves kicking, really. Anything that involves kicking because that really exerts a lot of energy. And if you're going to throw a lot of kicks in the fight, you need to work a lot of kicks in your training. Because if you don't and you go into a fight and you try to throw kicks, it's like it immediately zaps your energy. But then, of course, there's wrestling. So, I mean, but if you're talking about like, well, does I mean, wrestling is a, a... form of martial arts mm-hmm. but as far as like striking i would say you know kicks definitely are exhausting uh but wrestling would probably be the most exhausting but those are two different styles mm-hmm. see i would say i would say <laughs> muay thai works your cardio but wrestling zaps your cardio the fastest yes no you're, that, you're right i mean like because when i was- when I started thinking about that, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess because wrestling was the most grinding. Yeah, that definitely zaps you completely. So it's exhausting. Both are exhausting, but definitely wrestling would be the one that's the yeah. most exhausting. Like, like you think you have great cardio till you start, you just wrestle, wrestle for like three minutes, three minutes, four minutes straight. And you're like, uh, I, you're like I can't do anything. <laughs> even just warming up, the yeah. warm up, you know, the stutter steps, the down blocks, the sprawls, the shots. And it's like you do that for like two minutes. It's it's an it's exhausting on the legs. Just having just to feel, stay in that spot. You just feel so out of shape. Like, oh my god, I've never worked out ever. Oh, apparently, my legs. yeah. <laughs> my eight year old uh, is doing MMA now. So a lot of the kids in this class were preparing for like a grappling tournament. So they've been like doing nothing but wrestling for like three weeks straight. So uh-huh. yeah, just watching him get in there and wrestle and try to grind it out is. I'm just like, man, I'm so glad I'm sitting here watching. You know what I mean? It's awesome so. on your back too. It's like you're having yeah. to like stay in that little low stance. Ugh. Yeah. So yep. How they do it. And all you want to do is just go. Like, you just want to go like this. Oh God! You just want to stretch out your back afterwards. Like oh. I'm glad y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and uh, one last comment, just because it's very nice. Aww. They love you. They love you. I love you too. Ah, they love you, Andrea. And uh, we appreciate you coming on here uh, and and joining us. 
the Jeep did not work out. We always deal with the Jeep, Andrew. Every time we try to do these, the Jeep is involved. And now we're here. People commented about your hair. They they love you, KGB. And we appreciate you coming on and joining us. Any final words for the peeps before we say goodbye? I just thank you for all the support and the continued support. I appreciate it. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> all right. Thank you to Andrea Lee. For Casey Lyon, I am Mike Keck. Thank you for watching the UFC Vegas 43 preview show here on MMAfighting.com. Tomorrow, we'll be covering the event, obviously, pre-fight Q&A, 30 minutes before the prelims, and then all your post-fight coverage as well. So until then, enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.